0: Welcome to our podcast for College Catholics, where we discuss faith and spirituality from a Catholic perspective. I'm Father Patrick. St. John of God was born in Portugal in 1495. His mother raised him in the Catholic faith and taught him to love our Lord and pray to God and to Our Lady, the Virgin Mary. However, when he was around eight years old, he disappeared from his house, but it is not known uh, clearly exactly why. One tradition says that he left to follow a missionary priest who had spoken of the adventures in the New World. The fact of the matter is that he eventually found himself homeless in a remote place in the opposite side of Spain. Portugal is on the west, he was on the east side. Uh, After being a shepherd for several years, he decided uh, to join the army. Now, unfortunately, it was there that he started to live somewhat of a sinful life that led him to stop practicing his faith. He gave himself to many of the vices uh, typical of that type of life, like cursing and drinking and gambling. And he lost all his money. And he also lost his faith. At one point, as he was in a military expedition, he fell from his horse and was severely injured and barely escaped from being taken prisoner by the enemy. Now, as he lay on the ground, expecting death, the little he had learned in his childhood now came to his mind. What his mother had taught him about his faith, about the prayers to the Virgin Mary, his spiritual mother, and to the saints. So he appealed to Mary to save him. And the Virgin Mary helped him. And somehow, he was rescued, and he did not die. Now, his life still had its, um, its ups and downs, but that was the beginning of his conversion. And eventually, he completely turned to God, changed his life entirely, and ended by becoming a saint. The life of St. John of God is a great example, on the one hand, of how the grace of God can work miracles and bring about the conversion of people who apparently were beyond all hope of salvation. Now, on the other hand, and this has to do with our, our episode today, it is an example of how it was his conscience, formed and educated by his mother with simple prayers and the truths of faith, that prompted him to turn his mind and his heart back to God and to the Virgin Mary. His mother had formed his conscience. He had formed him enough that when faced with death, his conscience, Aware of his own sinfulness, prompted him to pray to Mary and ask for help. And this is an important point. I would say one of the most important areas of our spiritual formation and our spiritual life. That is the formation of our conscience. In our most recent episode, I shared that our moral conscience is like the voice of God in our soul. It is the judgment of our intelligence that tells us the actions we are faced with are good or not. However, and this is what, I, uh, what is important in this episode, it is possible that the judgment of conscience be wrong. That is, God has inscribed in our hearts his law. But because of sin, particularly original sin, that judgment, which is a judgment of conscience, is somewhat darkened. And therefore, from the moment we have use of reason, our conscience is somewhat unable to see that law of God that is still instilled in our hearts. Besides, there are many other negative influences like uh, bad friendships, corrupt role models, social media, immoral movies, and so many other negative pressures in society that tend to make the judgment of our conscience more inclined to judge wrongly and maybe think that it is good to do what in reality is immoral. This is why we have to make an effort to form our conscience according to God's law. And this is not a task of some years only, but it is an ongoing effort a lifelong responsibility. This task is initially the obligation of our parents. That is, one of the most important things that parents can do in the education of their children is to form their conscience with regard to what is right and what is wrong according to the law of God, according uh, to the Gospels, according to the Gospel uh, taught by Jesus Christ. So when parents form the conscience of their children correctly, then that conscience or that formation, if you want, accompanies them through their entire lives, accompanies their children through their entire lives. And this is so important because when the parents are no longer able to have authority to command their children, they can be assured that their conscience will be that moral companion, that moral authority that tells them or reminds them to do the right thing in the eyes of God and avoid evil. So, uh, a well-formed conscience is upright and truthful. It formulates the judgment according to reason, enlightened by faith, and in conformity with the true good, willed by God. As the Catechism says in number 1783, the education of conscience is indispensable for human beings who are subjected to to negative influences, and tempted by sin to prefer their own judgment and reject authoritative teachings. Now, regarding how we are supposed to form our conscience, the Catechism also says in the next uh, number, 1784, the education of the conscience is a lifelong task. From the earliest years, it awakens the child To the knowledge and practice of the interior law of God, recognized by conscience. So it is amazing what a good conscience can do, or or a well formed conscience can do. It really brings about true interior freedom and peace of heart. Interior freedom that uh, depends on knowing that you are doing the will of God that no matter what the people around you say, if you do what God wants, you will be doing the right thing and you'll merit the crown of heaven. Parents who want to educate their children correctly will teach them how to live a life of virtue. And that education and virtue will help their children as they grow and as they become young people to not live in fear. It will show them uh, how, to, how to be virtuous and not be selfish or arrogant. Besides, uh, it will also prevent them from a certain lack of hope in the future or of living with a certain resentment that comes from the feeling of the weight of the guilt of sin. So this education of a well-formed conscience at the same time, uh, while it also reminds us of uh, what we're doing that could be wrong, It also reminds us that always, in God, we can find mercy, that we can find forgiveness for our sins in God, that if we have done wrong, we can purify our conscience through the sacrament of penance, that is, the the sacrament of God's mercy, the sacrament of confession. So now, once parents have done their part in educating one's conscience, we still have a personal responsibility of forming our own conscience. And the way to do this uh, would be the following. These are some general ideas to form your conscience. First, you should always continue to deepen the knowledge of your faith, both by studying the Gospels and knowing the Catechism, and reading books that are in accordance with the Magisterium of the Church. Second, try to read the lives of the saints, because by doing that, you can also learn to imitate their virtues. Although uh, you may not always have to imitate exactly the specific things that they, de- that they did, as m- many of their actions may not apply to us here and now, right? So sometimes uh, their actions uh, are more to admire than to imitate. Thirdly, we should, uh, you should examine your conscience daily to see in what areas you have sinned. And you should also try to go to confession regularly as this uh, will help you open your conscience to the purifying and healing action of God and his grace. And finally, among uh, other things that you could do, I recommend that in order to form your conscience, you should try to ask advice from prudent and reliable persons in your life, like a good confessor or a spiritual director or a sound teacher from you from whom you could learn the right way to interpret the law of God. So by doing these things, and by praying frequently for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, you will, do, you will be doing the best you can within your capabilities uh, to find in your moral conscience a good friend, a representative of God in your soul, and a deep source of true peace of mind. So uh, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you share it with your friends and please also follow us in your preferred platform. And don't forget, if you can, to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or uh, on Spotify. Hope to see you next time. May God bless your day.